0: everyone and welcome to another I Talk Business with TUI. Um, Delighted to be joined today by uh, uh, an old friend. Uh, And by that I mean that we've just been friends for quite a while, not that he is old. I'm the old guy in this conversation. (laughs) So hello to Brian May from uh, Profound Logic. How are you, Brian? I'm good. I'm I'm
1: actually getting old, so uh, it's okay if you call me old.
0: Okay, so people can't see this at the moment, but we can see each other, right? I see no gray, no gray on you it's at all. There.
1: <laughs> it's there. It's uh, there. It's definitely, it's definitely on top of the head and in the beard, but uh, <laughs> okay. it's definitely there. I mean, I've got kids in college now, so
0: you know, I'm, I'm getting old. Oh, so um, you, you've also had a slight job change recently, Brian? Yes, I have actually. Um, I have moved into uh, a new area
1: in the company and I am now the vice president of product management at Profound Logic.
0: Well, I, I don't know whether to congratulate you or offer you my condolences, <laughs> a bit of both maybe. Jury's out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well well, Brian, we're, t- today I think we're, we're specifically going to be talking um, about Profound API so, uh, so I suppose a, a a good place to start is. Do you want to tell us a, what Profound API is?
1: Sure. So when I took the role as the vice president of product management, um, one of my primary focuses was our API solutions. So, in addition to being overall of product management, I'm also the product owner for Profound API. So it, it is my passion. Um, I don't want to take all the credit for the idea, but uh, I. I did have to, you know, yell at Alex just a little bit um, and tell him that we're going to build this thing a few years ago, and so uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take ownership in that. It's my baby. It's uh, I didn't do any of the coding, so it's going to work great. Um, <laughs> but uh, but as far as you know the the thought leadership on it, I've been involved from the beginning, and so uh, I, I'm really excited to be able to to put the majority of my time into into this product. So um, you know it's what is profound API? It is everything you need and nothing you don't. Um, that's kind of the philosophy we've taken with it is okay, how can we build a holistic solution for um, what started focused on IBMI, but profound API can be used on any platform because it is based on Node.js. So it can run anywhere. Um, so it's if if I were a small to mid-sized business and I keep hearing these people say I need to be I need to start building APIs, I need to start consuming APIs, I need to I need to be a part of the the API economy if you will. Um what do I need, right? So that's really the the the, the approach we took. We we sat down and said, okay, Yes, there are solutions out there now in the IBM I space that will allow you to to create APIs. Um, but we want to do more than just be able to create. We want to be able. We want to document them. We want to manage them. We want to be able to test them. We want all of the things that we need to do in one place um, that that's what IBM I customers have come. That's what IBM I customers have come to expect is a you know we've always had complete solutions in the ibmi space and i don't want this to be any different so we spent a lot of time trying to make sure that we got the whole thing soup to nuts
0: okay so so well the the thing with well you would know that I would have always been an advocate of the API approach Brian over the years and like in modernization of applications it's what you modernize towards is that sort of API uh solution in that um and, and there are again a lot of people offering API solutions and that out there so 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 what is what is it that's different about profound API then
1: again the completeness but also it's it is um, of course, based on our Profound JS framework, which has, um, which is also a low code solution. So we can we can build APIs and whether it's exposing RPG programs or building brand new um, logic or or accessing databases, not just DB2 but other databases as well. We can all do all of that without writing a single line of code. So we can go in, answer some questions, uh, drag some boxes around on the screen, and create a new workflow that we can then expose as an API. So it really is um, completely agnostic, um, but because we come from an IBM i place, um, we can do more than just spell IBMI, right? <laughs> We understand, you know, the the Profound API uh, product understands how ILE works. It understands how to talk to an RPG program or a COBOL program, um, how to call them using more than just simple parameters, right, if you've got a, you know, we've, you and I have been, you know, advocates of, of ILE for years now, right, and telling people they should be building service programs and using complex data structures to pass data back and forth. Profound API can do all of that and it can do it all uh, really simply. It's built for it. Um, So it's I think that's what really sets it apart from a lot of the solutions out there is that it's one of our core values here at Profound is simplification and that's what we've done. We've taken something that can be an extremely complex uh, topic if you want to start talking about APIs and gateways and security and all of those things, right? But well, we've boiled it down and made it simple, right? You can you can set the product up and get going.
0: Okay, cool. So a, a, a thing, Brian, that that really sort of fascinates me. And I I think just that in the current climate, with mm-hmm. that. So you've been dealing with these AP with you know that the whole thing of APIs within companies. Um, not just from the thing of providing APIs, but also in the way that companies start to consume APIs from what's available out there. And, of course, now we have the whole thing with AI going on and with things like uh, ChatGBT and all that sort of stuff that's hitting the news and all that at the moment, which, of course, is old hat to us. Like, we, we, we've we been doing this for years. <laughs> so, so, uh <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember having a conversation with you, I'll, I don't know what, it must be about 10 years ago, about Watson and about doing right. API stuff with Watson and, and things like that. So, it, is it a thing, are you seeing big changes in, in that API and in, in the way people are starting to, are they starting to move into that AI within business and that, or?
1: They are. Um, I have, you know, I did a survey recently, actually, and um of, of the of the responses that we got back, um, and I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I want to say 60% of the respondents came back and said that they have plans to actually incorporate AI into their into their systems at some point in the next three to five years. Um, um, a lot of them said they're just getting started. I mean, come on. There's a how, how many new AI developments have there been oh, every week for the last few months? Right, it's things are really ramping up with uh, with OpenAI and and all of the other AI providers that are coming out and becoming readily available and and honestly available in very simple form now. Mm. Uh, so I have a lot of a lot of customers that are that are testing the waters trying to find the right uh the right fit and they come to you know companies like us to to talk to talk about it right get an idea um, and apis are going to be the the key right mm. uh, sure it's great that i can get chat and type in a question or talk to it right and it, and it gives me things back but from a business use case that's not necessarily as interesting to me What's mm. interesting to me is that there's an API layer that, from my applications, I can actually feed data into the AI and get and gets insight back from from those uh, from those APIs. Um, not natural language. Natural language is nice, um, but mm. I, I for me and from a business standpoint, I want to be able to feed it a ton of data and have it identify trends and tell me from a business perspective what should I be doing, right? Mm. Should, you know if if your ai i mean if, if your ai sees that oh well you know your the price is rising on on the cost of your materials if you're in manufacturing right and you know it it can predict that that's in that due to market due to market variables that that's going to continue then you need to make you know pricing decisions right that things are things are and those are things that as a human, we can kind of look at, right And we can kind of say, well, I think this is the way it's going. But when you get into AI, it has it has access to so many data points, right mm-hmm. that it sometimes it can uncover things that you know we just don't see, right? Um, and I think that's where the, the key is going to be and that's going to be all about APIs and, and not just uh, when I did that my, my AI survey, my AI survey, I had one person, I don't know who it was, they were anonymous, who replied back that, um, why am I even asking questions about AI? Because all RPG shops are still trying to get rid of green screens and monolithic RPG programs. (laughs) Um, Yes, there are still shops that are trying to do that, yes, Um, but there are a lot of shops that have moved beyond that at this point. Yeah. Um, but what's really crazy about it, um, and, you know, even with Profound API, we have the ability to consume APIs, and then that's actually a program call with an RPG in order to to actually go out and consume an API. Um, I can do that in a green screen app. Hmm. There's nothing that says I have to have a modern user interface in order to be able to integrate with, you know, APIs and therefore AI. I mean, I make the argument you need to be moving away from the green screen but that's a different conversation right Thanks. yeah there, there's nothing that says i can't use i can't use ai from green screen um they're two completely separate subjects and i think a lot of companies think because they're behind in other areas that they can't start looking at apis and, and ai and those types of things and that's just not true
0: yeah uh, it, it's interesting you say that i mean that many years ago the, the first article i did on on watson the example i gave was doing language translation on a green screen yes. on a 250 screen you know and i did make it clear this is not what you should be doing <laughs> but it, it was to differentiate you know that you know the difference between what an api is and that it is not browser based was was right. really, what's really the point with it but it's um but yeah i mean you know, th- there are fascinating things going on there but i mean like there's that ex- i know there's ibm quote that example of the uh the company in Japan, where they have all of those—it's uh, uh, you know ph- uh, not pharmaceuticals, but potions, lotions, creams, all right. of that—and uh, there and this enormous chain, but but they have are linked to an API that's linked to the Weather Channel. So suddenly, when there's a heat wave coming, the, their their system is pre-ordering stuff for the stores in that area where the heat wave is going to be, so they don't run out of stock. Right. You know? And it's all these areas where you can do comparisons of your business against trends. You yes. Know? Uh, and, you know, and you're you're about to move into a new state or a new country, and now you can measure against the trends in that. And what you have to do to change your business, it's it's going to be a whole new scary world. Uh, uh, I uh, think.
1: Uh, there there are some things about it that that can be a little scary. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and and on top of that you mentioned weather Uh, also you know the ai can take take in trends and things like transportation are you going to have supply chain issues right um we've had lots of those over the past few years and being able to predict are we going to have those again i mean those are all things that that ai can can reach out and pull data points in from all over the world right and and identify trends that are are maybe too large for our for our human eyes to be able to take in all at once, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. The way it can just summarize, yeah, uh, yeah. do a synopsis for us. So, so th- this brave new world that we're heading into, then Brian, with mm-hmm. this. So, we're, we're, how easy is it to get started with it? Then with profound API? It's
1: pretty darn simple.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, you
1: know that again. That's been our goal from the beginning. So if you wanted to get started with Profound API, you go out. You um, you have to have Node.js on your system. So that that's that's uh, step one. Um, and if you're running it on IBMi, uh, you know you've got that means you have to have Yum and you have to use the package managers to to load Node.js. That's the way it is. Um, I have no control over that, and you're just going to have to to go and do it. But you should do it anyway because you should be yeah. using open source things on your system. Yeah. But once you're once you're over that hurdle, um, it's a simple install. We actually have a, a brand new installer that we just released that will go out and take care of pulling in all the npm packages and everything for you and getting it all set up. Just point and click and and walk your way through it. And then once it's installed, you log into the IDE and get started. Um, If you wanted to, let's just say you wanted to um, build a new API layer on top of a DB2 table. Mm -hmm. Let's just say simple task. Um, You want to get away from, let's say we're trying to get away from ODBC and JDBC um, and we'd like to have an API layer, which is a good thing to do from a security standpoint, by the way. Um, So we want to get rid of outside database access. So we right-click on the table, we choose build API, and it builds the whole thing for us. And we click save, and now it's published on our test server. It's a JSON file. We move that to our production server, we're done. It's that simple. So you can actually have you know, a simple database API layer, just a CRUD layer on top of a database. You can have that in minutes. If you needed to do something a little more complex, let's say you want to reach out and consume an API, that can be done in hours, right? It, once you understand the API that you need to call, right? That's that's mm-hmm. the key. Um, well you, then you can reach out and, and just do that. And what's great is, let's say you need to call that from RPG. I don't care what kind of RPG it is. It can be a green screen, whatever. Yeah. Um, we're going to give you the code to call it. You can literally copy that code directly into your RPG program and you have it so it's going to have all the definitions and all the and the actual call itself um, we can't do everything for you but we'll go ahead and do the call and we'll put it inside of a monitor block just so you know the things you should do that we can that we can do for you a, a ahead of time and then you can just drop it in and use it I have a I have a demo program that we use during during product demos that consumes a weather API, right? Common, it's just, you know, that's just a simple common demo. And uh, I had to, it took me a minute to remember how to write a green screen, um, but I did. And it's just a simple green screen program that I type in a zip code and it goes out and it retrieves weather information and drops it on my screen. I have one that also uses a service called Zipopotamus, which is is another one I like to do. And it's just you drop in a zip code and it goes out and gets latitude, longitude, city name, county, state, or, you know, or province Mm. in Canada or anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere in the world, honestly. But you get it just gives you info about that, about that, um, about that city. Um, And, yeah, we can do that with just a few lines of code you know i copy in what what the the tool gave me and i added maybe six lines of code just to actually move some variables around and and display the green screen right and of course the good old uh good old do, do while loop to to keep it running right um sorry sorry everyone i didn't use a cycle program um but I mean, it's, it really is simple, though. Anyone can do it, and the great part is, is you don't even have to know JavaScript to do it, yeah. um, because we built it with a low code tool. So anyone that can, anyone that can think logically, right? Which we're programmers, we can do that. Um, I hope um, we can go out and we can just come up with a workflow, just a couple of steps, or have it generated for us, and then copy some code into our program, and we now. And consume an API. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is that simple. And the other direction is just as easy. If you have an RPG program that you want to expose as an API, you can copy the prototype from the RPG program into the Profound API tool, and it'll build out the call. All you have to do then is just say, okay, here's my parameter list. You know that I'm. Um, this is my input for this one. I'm expecting output on these. What I want to do with with the parameters. Um, We've done as much as we can as we can feasibly do. Now maybe one day the AI will be so great that we can just have it think for you, but uh, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Uh, you still have to give it a little bit of input, but uh, we've we've narrowed it down as much as we can.
0: Cool. So listen, Brian, to, just to finish up, uh, I want to sort of come full circle. So so back at the very start, we talked about a title change, and but you did have to go through another title change recently, didn't you? Uh
1: Yeah, I guess. Um, We'll call it recently. Um, So apparently there's this old guy that um, has a great name. Um, But he plays guitar and, you know, he's, you know, an astrophysicist or something. And yeah, yeah. Apparently he has the same name as me. Who knew? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they made a movie about it. Maybe you guys saw the, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Of course, Brian May of Queen. And when that movie came out, I got this huge influx of uh, of followers. Now we all love followers on Twitter, but um, I got this huge influx of followers, and I finally and and they were obviously not interested in anything to do with application development, APIs or IBM i. So eventually, I did have to change my Twitter handle. Um, and so, it, for those of you that would like to follow me, um, it's always good to to plug your social media, right? My my Twitter handle is now not that Brian May, <laughs> and it's worked actually. Um, I don't get nearly as many requests, uh, um, and 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 for that very reason, I haven't gone through the process of getting a blue check mark
0: hmm.
1: because that'll just add to the confusion, right? You know. It, <laughs> So yeah, that's uh that that was a that was a change. Um, I had to change, of course. And you think just changing your Twitter Twitter handle is you know just something you do, but you know when you're when you're in business and and you're on social media for business, suddenly I had to go and change signatures everywhere and bylines and anywhere I was writing for, and it, everything had to change. Um, it, it actually took a few weeks to get it off to, to to find all the references to the old Twitter handle. But yeah. Um, I did have to, to change that. I'm sorry, everyone. I do play guitar, um, but no, I'm not that
0: Brian May. <laughs> and I, I think that's an excellent line to leave it on, Brian. So, <laughs> so we're, we're going to subtitle this, this this I talk as not that Brian May. <laughs> I'm down with that. Okay. So listen, Brian, thank you so much for taking uh, the time to uh, to talk to me today um so everyone uh that's it for this uh, italk business with Dewey. uh please remember to tune in to tech tech channel uh to get more and uh and that's it for now everyone thanks for tuning in bye